Welcome back to another episode of the RAG Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you recruitment owners, advisors, suppliers, even investors around the world who are prepared to tell you what they're up to right now and uh, give their take on what's going on with the current pandemic and how we can all come through this stronger as an industry. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Ben Nadir. Or is it Nader? 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 Nader. I, no, I keep, you get it right. Yeah, Nader. I get it right. I keep getting it yeah. right. Um, yeah. This well, guy well. is a recruiter in Seattle. Is the owner of Seattle Search Solutions, which is a generalist agency specializing in the Seattle area. So his, his niche is the location. Um, what interests me about Ben is he's not just a, well. He wasn't a recruiter before, and he launched his business with having never worked in recruitment. And once he hit six figures, he created a program online called the Six Figure Recruiter where he helps other people who've never worked in recruitment set up their own agency, which I think coming from the UK market, knowing how we work, it's, it's crazy, but I'm, I'm super excited to get into it. Before we start, I want to uh, give a quick word to my sponsor, Rise Recruitment Ventures. These guys are two guys, Alex and John, who built and sold Liquid Personnel in 2016. They took it from two people to over 100 staff, 140, 140 million turnover, and made 20 million in the exit. They're now looking to help either new startups or early stage recruitment agencies learn from all of their mistakes and uh, expertise and also benefit from the capital to do similar things. So if you've got a plan to grow, scale and exit inside 10 years, then these guys might be able to help. Reach out to them at www.riserv.co.uk and they'll get in touch with you ASAP. Uh, Let's get back to the show. So Ben, welcome to The Rag Report. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate being able to be the guest of honor for today. No problem. And uh, yeah, Nader. Nader is the name, right? Yeah, Nader is the name. name. I don't know. It's it's a really simple spelling, but I just every time I read it, I read it differently. Right, right. Everyone wants to pronounce the ending in a different way, but yeah, it's just flat Nader. Just you know, in in the USA, people will know Ralph Nader, um, but in the UK, of course, you know, they may not know. Unfortunately, I've never heard of him, so uh, that's that's my uh, lack of knowledge. But Ben, um, look, mate, thanks so much for coming on. I um, first question I ask everyone on this show is. What the hell is your life like right now? So can you paint the picture for my guests? What's going on in the world? Like, you know, if I close my eyes, what's your life like today? Absolute chaos. It's just insanity. It's chaos. Um, uh, It's chaos with a ton of boredom. Really? I'll put it that way. So uh, it's a mixture uh, between the two. So things are, are extremely chaotic as far as, you know, trying to work with brand new clients, trying to do a lot of reach out. Um, trying to do a lot of biz dev and getting things ramped back up, find out who's working, who's not, uh, who's open, who's not. Because, you know, in the U.S., they're doing the phase, the phase out, you know, right yeah. now, or the phase in um, with, with companies. So my clients, um, you know, I'm talking to them and finding out, you know, hey, are you, are you going to be needing people, you know, when and how and, and how many and all that stuff. So that's slowly coming about. Uh, so that leads to a lot of boredom because, you know, it's kind of like, we'll get back to you, right? So, um, and then of course I have the program and so that keeps me really, really busy. So I'm, I'm quite lucky actually because, you know, of course I kind of have a, a dual business, right? So I work on two things at once. So I have a lot of students, a lot of people that I teach um, uh, recruitment to. So I work with them and I do one-on-ones and all that like constantly. So I'm really, really busy. That's where the chaos comes in. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like for me. You know, it's, great. It's, it's great that you've kind of got that second uh, income stream and, and business, especially at a time where 
recruitment globally has probably slowed down by about 80%. It uh, keeps you busy. What, um, what uh, Are you seeing people still wanting to launch new agencies without experience despite the pandemic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, people are people have always been interested in recruitment um, since I started uh, the group and my YouTube and stuff. Like, people have always connected with me, and they're like, "Hey, can you share some of your templates with me? Or can can I get in contact with you? Can I pick your brain? You know that type of deal." And uh, I've seen so much interest in it, and and still, it's it's remain it's 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 still you know been the same level it hasn't dropped off or no one's just you know completely shut the the spigot off or anything like that tons of people are still interested so um, crazy it's good yeah i like it tell me like so for the listeners benefit like just we don't have to go into the full story because we're going to do this later aren't we but yeah yeah. uh, how the hell did you become a recruitment owner having never worked in recruitment like tell us what happened yeah so it's a really simple story i mean it's actually quite quite classic um I literally went insane. I was in sales for five years, uh, cold call advertising sales. So I'd be on the phone, uh, 80 dials a day, three hours of talk time on the phone, um, selling small businesses, you know, advertising packages. Um, and you know, the advertising product was not that good. Um, so it was hard to get behind the product, uh, very demoralizing. And I was there for about two and a half years. Then I went to a SaaS company. We were selling a, an app and uh was there for a year before their mid-market sales department had to be laid off i was part of that then i moved to um a vendor of microsoft and uh that was a very very boring position um (laughs) to be in so i had about six hours of six hours of free time at that role and in that time you know being an entrepreneur right um you just have to do something, right? You know, you just, you always have the urge. You're like, what can I do to make money? What, what new idea can I um, materialize here? So what I did was I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to start a recruiting agency. Um, it had never come up on my radar. I knew a few friends that worked at Aerotech and Robert Half and, and what have you. And um, all these big guys, I knew what they did. And I had really good sales skills. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I had really good sales skills, closing skills. I knew people. I knew the phone. A new communication and I put two and two together and I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to do this. So I literally just started reaching out like cold Facebook reach out. Like, like we're talking like almost like ghetto level here. Like it was like cold Facebook messaging, like a plumbing company and, you know, finding out, Hey, do you, do you have any needs? 10% fee, like yeah. flat out, you know, and they'd get back to me. And all of a sudden I would, I got my first deal in two weeks Somebody needed a secretary. It was a $4,000 fee. Took that $4,000. My next company was a transportation company. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, okay, I know how to use Facebook. I know how to use Craigslist, indeed. Uh, I set up my email signature, my website, my professional email, all of that. My next deal was $37,000. And um, so I reinvested everything into the business. And uh, I got tools like Zoom Info and, you know, like, really strong databases. And so I basically 10 X my, my, re, my outreach. Right. And that's when things get really serious. And it's scale. Did you have a LinkedIn account at the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had a LinkedIn account. And, but of course I uh, optimized that, you know, straight away when I, when I really got serious, I optimized that to be Seattle search solutions and whatnot and all that. So um, yeah, I, I put that all together and 
basically just started scaling, you know, beyond that. After I got that 37,000, that, that second deal, that's when I was like, man, recruitment is real. This is wild. So that's what really you, did it for me. When it came to like, you know, the process of screening candidates, interviewing people, you know, representing people, sending CVs, resumes, as you would call them, um, mm -hmm. negotiating, holding, you know, managing the process, negotiating offers, you know, people counter offers and rejection and all. You had no experience in any of that. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Had you That's ever correct. done it? Had you ever like managed the interview process at a company just internally? No, no, uh, <laughs> no, I hadn't. But here's what I did do. I'll tell you this. So here's what my, here's my forte, I guess, that I could say into recruiting. At one of the sales companies I worked for, which was, I worked for about three of them over five years. And at one of the sales companies, um, they offered spiffs, you know, um, I don't know if you, that translates it right no. now. So, a little bonus, a little kickback for, no. for bringing in a new uh, hire. Right. right. Okay. So, yeah. Like um, we call it a referral, internal referral. Fee. Referral. Right. Yeah. That sounds very like, uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's a spiff. That's something you do in American <laughs> media. Yeah. So a referral bonus. So yeah. there were 500 bucks ahead. So um, what I did is I created a Facebook group, not the Facebook group I run today. It was, it's a totally different group. And um, it was for Seattle job seekers, basically. And so my grand plan, and I, I schemed this up like from, from scratch. And I was like, listen, I'm going to create this Facebook group. I'm going to have a ton of people add their friends and random people into it and whatever. And I'm going to monopolize the whole group. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer this position, you know, and I'm going to say, hey, looking for sales representatives, um, you know, account executives, right? Um, uh, pay is, you know, 23 an hour uh, plus uncapped commission paid vacations, blah, 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 blah. And I monopolized in a way that I didn't let any other recruiters yeah. or talent acquisition or anyone else in. It was just me. Um, I might've let like one or two other people in that were in different spaces, mm. but I put myself out in as the main, main guy. So I let all these job seekers get in. Right. And I would continuously post this. And basically what happened is over the course of a year, it was around 20, I want to say 2014, Basically, in one year, I think I brought in 25 people hired, um, which is not magnificent numbers or anything, but for just referral. So you're making 12 grand off that. Uh, yeah, 500 bucks a pop yeah. on, on, on 25. So, um, so I referred all these people. It actually beat the record of the, um, the internal recruitment team at the company. Yeah. They hired less people than I did personally myself. And your and Facebook group. Right. Like off it. of the Facebook group. So a little sneaky, like, like, like in route to get people hired. So what I did is I actually sort of kind of like coached some of the people because I knew the process inside and out. I knew what they, what they, you know, the hiring process. I knew what they did. Okay, so I wasn't talent acquisition. I wasn't a recruiter. I was just a sales guy, right? But yeah. I knew exactly, I knew enough about what they do in the interview. So I would coach people through the process and tell them, Hey, they're going to ask you this, this, and this, here are all three answers. Right. And so I say, <laughs> say this, you'll get hired. Yes. So, um, you know, like and they it. would hate, they would hate me watching this podcast, but now, so everybody would get hired. So they all got I've hired. got a, uh, a really similar, different, but similar story. When I was 21, I finished uni and I went into sales. Then I went into teaching. So I got into uh, being a supply teacher, like a substitute teacher before being a qualified teacher. 
And I, oh. uh, I didn't even know it at the time, but I went in via an agent, a big agency called Select, which is part of Randstad. And they would put me into schools all over the area. And uh, I got introduced to another agency, a really small, like four-man boutique. And mm. uh, I went and met them, screen, you know, just registered as a teacher. They put me out for a day. I did quite well. So, but they didn't have anywhere near the volume of schools that the big agency had. So the guy said to me, you know, you can chat. He said, why don't you, if you can get me a school from the, where you're going through the bigger agency, mm. um, I'll pay you for it. And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, well, I'll pay you hundred pound or whatever. So he, he would, I would go in via a, the big agency and say, look, if you want me back, um, you know, use these guys because I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get paid more and you get paid less. You pay less. Um, right. I, what I didn't realize at the time though, is I never went back to the same school through him and he must've had a, he must've known there was a covenants period that I couldn't break. So he would always say, Oh, Sean's not available, but we have another teacher. So, but I think I brought him about, 30 schools 30 40 schools in six months and he was paying me a hundred pound a school it's not a lot of money but at the yeah, time yeah, yeah. i was you know but the principle. i remember on a night out he bought me a bottle of champagne and i was like that at the time i was like what well, that looks like it's expensive um, <laughs> and he must have been like this kid is driving me also so anyway when i moved to australia yeah um he came in really handy because i needed like direct sales experience to get a visa and oh. uh he was a reference and he said look he was a, he basically said I was a sales rep, which I was without the official title. So, yeah. um, you know, I think sometimes recruitment is almost in your blood, isn't it? It's like you kind of naturally or sales anyway, you can kind of, you do it without knowing it, I think. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have, you either have a knack for like connecting with people in a certain way or you don't, right? Like, you know, we, we, us talking on this podcast right now, there's a conversation, there's a vibe, Right. And maybe you probably have conversations with people where there's just like a totally kind of dead vibe, you know, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's either there or it's not, you know? So, um, I feel like a, to be a really good recruiter, to be able to kind of like snap to it, you have to be proactive. I think you have to be a quick thinker. Um, I think you have to be creative. Um, and I think that you have to be ambitious. And so I know that I have all those things. I practice those things all the time. Obviously I'm in, several ventures. And so, you know, for me, like that came easy, you know, because it's like, uh, Hey, a way to make money, no questions asked, let's go. What, what's step one. So like, you know, it's in your blood. Yeah, it really is. I when did you, you start the agency? When was the opening of the, of the Seattle search solutions? What was the, the door? So Se yeah. Seattle search basically started in uh, late 2016. Nice. Yeah. So, um, we're in about four, four and a half years now since I officially began sending out emails and stuff um, and started, you know, however you want to say it. But I started it while I was in a position, right? So I started it at work, which mm. I, find, I find interesting because people always ask me, uh, is this something I can do while I have a nine to five? Well, of course it is. Um, well, I mean, either way, if you do it after work or if you do it during work, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody to go, you know, do things at work but if you have you know i read a statistic recently uh, truth it was from a very credible source i forget who it was exactly but it said the average american worker in america only works two and a half true work hours per day and i was mind blown and like it, it totally totally seems true and accurate like completely um given how much people are on facebook or just like on their phone or just 
just not working, just, you know, kind of, you know, daydreaming or whatever. But people have a lot of free time and they don't put it to good use. A quick interruption of the episode to bring to you a message from our second sponsor, which is Odro. Odro, as most of you probably know, is the world's most powerful all-in-one video interview platform for recruiters. Used by thousands of recruiters worldwide and with some of the industry's biggest names amongst its client base, Odro is a video interview platform. It was developed specifically to help agencies increase their revenues. The most innovative solution on the market, Odro's software helps recruiters to engage more talent, reduce time to hire, and most importantly, it helps you win business. You'll even get the ROI back from investing in Odro within just 45 days. It's designed to benefit everyone in the process. So from recruiters to clients to candidates, Odro's platform is improving the hiring process one interview at a time. We chose to partner with Odro because we felt like both brands, Hoxo and Odro, were in such a clear alignment in the way that we approach everything we do and how passionate we are about helping this industry grow. If you want to find out more about how Odro can help your agency transform its process and win more business, win exclusivity and drive revenue, then click the link on the podcast notes and every social post that goes out and they will, you will get a call back by one of the Odro guys. They're, they are awesome and I'm sure they'll be able to offer some amazing value to your business. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. People have a lot of free time and they don't put it to good use. No, of course. You know, from an, that's the entrepreneur in me. Or maybe the Gary Vee like channeling. Like, so you when know, you started at... You started at Seattle and you were sending those closed Facebook messages and stuff. That, that, you were 100% like doing that then. You weren't doing it on the side. Uh, n- no, I was doing it on the side. All right. So was, you were still working. I was still working full time. Yeah, yeah. So I would work full time. I would do it at work um, on my phone. I would literally just use my phone. Um, the, the other day I did a YouTube video, how you can run a six-figure business on your smartphone, which is 100,000% true. Would you agree? I mean, literally. Yeah, I've, I wouldn't say I've ever done it to that level, but I, I think. Okay, fair possible. enough. Yeah, it's definitely there, possible. There's enough apps out there where you can literally just, you know, do everything you need to do. So what I was doing was doing I was doing cold emails. I had templates set up on my notes. It was copy paste, copy paste. I mean, I just did this whole thing, you know. Probably got carpal tunnel, but you know, long story short, I was doing that all at work, and then, um, you know, after work, of course, same thing. You know, I'd get off work, spend maybe two and a half hours relaxing, eat something, and then you know, get to work. Um, and just work for another four hours or so and then go to bed. And um, you've got to be dedicated, you know? I mean, when you're really trying to start something up and be successful, you have to be dedicated. And, you know, um, that, that's, that's one of the biggest things um, for me, ultimately. At, at the end of the day, when I, when I look back to when I first started um, and got success, and to me, success was basically making a big chunk of money in the first six months. And I was able to be looking back and saying, wow, you know, I really put in that effort and hustle. Yeah, yeah. So you got to like hundred K in six months. And then was that when you started thinking about coaching other people at that point, or did you kick on for longer as a, as a recruiter solely? I kicked on for a bit longer. I kicked on for probably the next six months. Um, after that next six months, maybe even a little bit more, probably about, uh, almost another year, almost, uh, probably about eight, like, yeah, I don't know, nine months or so. And, and then, then I decided, yeah, to start that. Yeah. So how, how did you, well, why did you start thinking about retraining other people to do even? So if we put it like this, 
I came from a sales background. I mean, it was cold call sales. So, you know, you come in the door, they hand you a script. They say, here's the script. All right. Uh, go off of the script until you know it well enough that you can do it on your own and come from your own voice. And it's as easy as that. And, and that's just what you do. So you start selling advertising and that's all you do. And it, it really $80,000 is like an amazing year in that, at that, that role. And so when I left, when I, when I left that basically, and I, when I kind of moved and pivoted out of that, basically for me, it was like, you know, um, I kind of just looked at it as like, uh, what was your original question? So what made you suddenly go, I'm going to train other people? Cause you, you're so early on in this career. You've already made like, if you've made more in six months than you would in a year, why wouldn't you just double down and make four times, five times and stick as a recruiter? Why would you suddenly start looking at a second revenue stream? Right. Yes. So a lot of factors. Um, so when I started doing it, the way I realized to teach other people was that I looked inside myself and I realized that the job I had been doing, right. You know, you come in the door and essentially they, you know, throw you a script, right. And they say, here's your script, read this script, call a bunch of people, sell them advertising. Very, very simple. Right. And essentially over two and a half years at that sales company. Um, I mean, I owe almost everything to my past sales history right? Because it taught me so much. And what I realized is that anybody with a strong sales background and they know how to close, they know how to, you know, talk to people, they know how to work people. Um, they know how to, you know, really good communication skills, things like that. If anybody has that plus ambition, plus drive, plus, you know, motivation, um, that they can do the exact same thing that I just did. And the kind of entrepreneur that I am is, you know, I didn't look at it like sharing. Obviously, I created a business, right? So my program is something that obviously has a cost to it, um, but it's an investment, right? You know, people are getting, you know, clients and things. So I realized once I, you know, it was, it was kind of that once I could do it, anybody could do it. So let me teach this to other people because I realized I put two and two together that, you know, hey, if I did this, why wouldn't anyone at my previous position who I knew even people that were doing better than myself, you know, if they have the same entrepreneurial drive and I know that, you know, there's millions of people out there in the, in the world that do, they can do the same thing. So I said, why not teach this? Hmm. So, you know, that's when I decided to basically really meticulously put everything into a, a, a total curriculum. What I call the, the, the blueprint um, uh, is kind of how I set it out. You know, what do you need? How, the steps and all that. So what's, what's in this blueprint? What, what do you actually offer people? Yeah, so what we do is uh, it's a six-week program, and basically there's 12 modules, pre-recorded modules, um, with you know, all kinds of content, basically from, from start to finish, like online presence, okay? How do you set up a good website? Um, how do you optimize your LinkedIn? How do you legalize your business, right? You know, what, what, what do you need as far as licensing goes? Um, and then you know, second module will be things about what's the recruiting value proposition? Right. So I tell people, you know, a lot about what recruiting actually means. Why do people need recruiters? You know, and the analogy I like to use for that is always often, you know, hey, why would a company because people ask me, hey, why will a company use a recruiter if they could just do it themselves? Well, I don't know. Would you cut your own hair? Hmm. You know, no. The answer is probably no. Right. 
So you would outsource that to, so a, to a specialist that knows how to do it very well and can get it done really quickly. And that's that. So, you know, in much more depth, obviously, but the modules give everyone really kind of what they need to, to know as a core base. And, and then of course I do a live zoom component where um, we do live coaching and then I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship with all my students. So do you, are they all over the U S or all over the world? All over the U S and actually globally. Yeah. So yeah. we've had people, um, from, um, from England, um, uh, people come in from, uh, what was it? Um, the, the, not the West Indies. What is it? The, what are the British islands? Brit uh, British Virgin Islands. Right. British Virgin um, Islands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, India. Okay. As well. Interesting. Um, so yeah. do you, you don't have to like, take a cut of their businesses or anything like that. It's just a pure training program. It's just, a, it's just an educational program as opposed to like, you're not like setting them up and you, you're, a Oh no, 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 no. People, uh, they come in, uh, they pay of course a fee to be in the program. Right. You know, like it's a, um, I, I don't like to call it a course. It's, you know, but it's a course program, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but no, after that, no, it's all about them going in and ultimately really my goal is to have them go hit six figures. I mean, I want to see somebody in the program really grab a client, make a big placement and make a big win and then go rinse and repeat, do it again and just scale. That's mm -hmm. what I want to see everyone do in the program. That's what I tell them flat out day one, you know, Hey, let's, this is the plan. This is what we want. To you me, to it's just coming from the UK where I think, you know, recruitment in our country is probably the most advanced and the most uh, saturated in the world, right? We, we, I feel like we started it. We started it. Yeah. The U S is full of recruiters from the UK, the Australia, all the leadership functions in almost the whole of the country is British. I've got clients in Thailand, in the U S in Australia, they're all English pretty much. Um, yeah. So to us, it's like, we're bred a certain way. We go into a recruitment business, we learn, we do well, we separate, we go and do our own, we create a, a, a semi uh, different version of that business and we name it after whatever and then we go again and um, yes. but the thought of just going straight into I can see why going from sales to recruitment works I mean I'll, I, I'm I'm a massive believer that sales backgrounds I own a recruitment business called connect which which finds salespeople for recruitment business right but to go from sales to owning your own agency I think is uh it's crazy but I like it I think it's quite cool um, yeah. it's definitely yeah. uh is it look I, I feel like, why not? Like if you, if, if you've got the right attitude, I feel like there's a lot to train though. I think to be a, to be an independent, someone who can make six figures on their own. Yes. To grow an agency, like the guys I deal with and in our know, like, you know, that takes a lot of experience. Like there's to yeah. be a really good recruiter that can leverage people and build networks and grow a scalable organization. I think you need, you've got, you need to lean on some, some, some real net knowledge there. Oh yeah. I, I know about 50, really top caliber recruiters. And I know of those 50, I think probably maybe two are billing a million dollars a year. They're solo. Maybe two of those 50. Um, yeah, just about that ratio. Uh, it's very, very small, right? Yeah, you, you have to have some seriously different blood um, running inside of you to, to, be, uh, to be at that level. But you, and, don't, you don't help people with things like, you know, people management and growing divisions and it's more you are a, yeah. an independent it's all about being an independent right correct yeah so oh, um, yeah so basically like like the ideal person that that joins in is let's say someone leaving corporate 
recruiting and they hate it. They're like, this is just terrible. I have a base salary that sucks and it's like 50 K and like, I know that I could go solo and, and just, you know, kill it because they have the skills, they have the know-how, right. But they've got this, you know, mindset issue, which is 99% of, of what it all is yeah, um, really in almost really. anything. Right. Um, uh, or your agency already. And you're like, well, I just saw a 50,000 deal get 50,000, you know, deal get closed. And, uh, I pocketed 1500. That sounds fun. Well, no, that's not that fun. Well, you should be pocketing much more. So, you know, um, a lot of people like that, you know, that are frustrated and they're like, man, I, I can do so much more. Like I called on that client, you know, I even found, I even found the candidate, right. You know, and I'm still just getting X, Y, Z cut, you know, and it's just not enough. So, or there's the entrepreneur that says, Hey, entre- uh, recruiting is just, like it's exploding or it's getting bigger or it's going to be big and I want to get in on it. So I want to start my own recruiting agency. And that might be the third demographic, um, you know, that joins into the program. Um, ultimately, yeah, it is just meant as basically for startup recruiters, right? So, you know, um, there's programs for advanced high level, you know, um, very boutique uh, you know, type of thing where you'll get all kinds of nuance, you know, really, heavy in-depth, um, you know, style training. This is more meant to let's set up your agency and let's get you to 10 K a month. Yeah. Let's, let's go. And for a lot of people getting just to, to be, Hey, a six figure earner is a big achievement. Of course. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. There's no, there's, that's not, uh, yeah, that's not talk. It's disrespect. It's a hundred thousand dollars or pounds a year is it's big money. Well, um, what 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 have you seen from the, uh, the more towards the the coronavirus situation? So, what how has it affected the like the, the market in Seattle? What 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 changes did you see in in March and and are seeing today? Yeah, so uh, pretty much a straight shutdown. I mean, you know, it's just I I got in contact with my clients, of course, right away. Um, a lot of general labor, like so, logistics, warehouse guys transportation, et cetera. And I called, you know, my hiring managers, asked them what their status was, what their marching orders were, because, you know, obviously they have folks up above their head. So I said, you know, Hey, what's going on? And, and at first um, they were letting me know, Hey, we think we're going to open back up. And, you know, this was, this was probably a month ago. Uh, they were saying, Hey, we think we're going to open back up and uh, we're going to need, we're going to start needing a lot of temps. And, um, you know, I, I actually fund uh, temps. So that's part of my uh, portfolio for Seattle Search. Um, but uh, then they, they started telling me we're halting now. We're, we're, we're on, a, on a total freeze. We're operational, but we're, we're halted. Um, we're not bringing on new people right now because the business is so slow. And a lot of times in logistics and all that stuff, you know, they're literally, you know, bringing in product from China and, you know, taking on like, you know, uh, components and you know all kinds of uh, uh, distribution and whatnot from China and so um, with that going on there's a whole other level you know of politics and uh, trade and this and that and and things just don't work they can't function so big slowdown um, but you know of course uh, you know coming just from a general perspective you know we have things slowly opening up now um, so some restaurants are opening up at like 50% capacity, you know, so like dine in, but like half of the people can be in the restaurant type of deal. Um, but most 
of my friends and people that I know and uh, general, you know, just office workers are all working from home still. Um, and they haven't really heard from their companies uh, what, what the future is going to look like for that yet. Uh, obviously, we all heard the news yesterday about Twitter, which is quite fascinating. I'm sure that everyone at Twitter gets to work from home forever, uh, which yeah. is, uh, you know, I'm sure their application. Well, was it Google said that as well? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if they did. Uh, yeah, I believe Google did as well. What does that mean for their investment? In, I bet their office is in like some in California or whatever, just incredible. And now there might not be anyone in there. <laughs> you know, it's really crazy when you think about it. Um, and uh, I talked to a lot of people in New York City. Um, uh, I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, they were actually outside uh, with their mask like, talking to me. And um, I was like, there must be no one around you right now. And there, and he was like, yeah, there's like nobody out here. I didn't even know what he was doing out there. But um, he was uh, just telling me that like the city's just totally blank right now. You know, nothing, everyone's at home. They're all quarantined. And, you know, because New York City is the hardest hit in the yeah, U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in just, the world. in the world, it's yeah, devastating, yeah. you know. So um, he told me that basically what it looks like is, you know, everyone's working at home and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's in, it's it's really unknown. It's up. It, the ball is totally up in the air right now as far as what happens. Have you seen any any business at all from your client base or has it been completely shut down? No. So it it totally just it was just flatlining. I had like a placement go through, landed it, and then that was in like I would say early March, early March, and then that landed because it was already in the play. But uh, after that, it was just nothing. Yeah. So that yeah. it stopped. So at this point now, I'm currently working, you know, um, uh, on a lot of outreach. Um, I'm working on a lot of list building, um, connecting, doing all sorts of things. Because here's the, here's the truth, though. I talk to a lot, you know, as you probably do, talk to a lot of recruiters um, and talent acquisition folks, and they're hiring uh, around the country. People are hiring, you know. Yeah, they are. Um, my client base, I can say they're, they're, not, they're not hiring. Um, but I can say that right now there are plenty of people hiring. I mean, it's not like recruiting got shut down by any means whatsoever. Um, I've got my, my, my ear to that quite close and people are, are definitely bringing people on. It's not, you know, a total I, shutdown. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but Ben, um, time's basically up. What, I mean, my final question I want to ask you is, yeah. what do you think you've learned the most about yourself in the last two months? You know, um, I can say with conviction that I have probably undervalued myself by about 50% for, you know, for as long as I've been able to remember until I started my agency and the couple of, 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 of ventures I do now, I, I have probably undervalued myself, um, on a personal level, you know, just as an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of people, um, undervalue themselves by at least half. And I think, uh, I think if you really, really think about that and you're the right kind of person, um, you could change that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, How has this pandemic affected that though? Has it made you real look at yourself more? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. You know, I mean, because in a way we've sort of come into like this Hunger Games type of, you know, weird vibe. I'm not saying it's exactly like that, but, you know, and you kind of look at things and you think, well, how would I survive? if 
I weren't able to, you know, go get a job or do this or that or whatever. Uh, obviously, I'm in a different space, so that's not really like, you know, how how I look at it. But if I were in that zone, you know, I look at myself and I think, well, I need to 10x what I'm doing because number one, I want to do that, and number two, um, look at kind of where the world's at right now, and I feel like I need to rely a lot more on myself and focus a lot more on my myself, better myself, um, and you know, just level up ultimately. Um, and I, I think that, I think that that's kind of what the pandemic's done. I think it's kind of slowed people down to a pace where they can do that. Yeah. I imagine. Uh, I, think, I think for me, it's been really about, you know, sometimes you get frustrated with this pace at the minute and you're like, you know, I just want things to move, but you've got to, you've got to go with it, but you've got to learn, you've got to learn about yourself. Um, Ben, thanks so yeah. much, mate. I really enjoyed it. Would you, are you uh, open for anyone to reach out if they want to ask you any questions? I'm sure there'll be people after this who think, what is this guy about? I want to know more. They reach out. Are you open for a chat with anyone? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They can, uh, uh, they can, uh, go to my Facebook group. It's called six figure recruiters, um, recruiters, plural. Um, because my, my other page is six figure recruiters. So go to, uh, on Facebook, uh, six figure recruiters, join the group. You'll join a bunch of other, uh, talented recruiters and ask a bunch of questions and you can ping me directly in there and we could chat. And yeah. So, Awesome. That's the best place to be. All right, we'll get people to do that. Um, thanks so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. A bit different today. Um, and uh, look, if you if you're liking what you're hearing, I've had a few posts on LinkedIn today from people that are saying they've you know they've been walking, they've been running, they're listening to the rag for three hours on end, and and that that's why I'm doing this. Right, I want I want people to wake up every day in in this crisis and beyond with you know something to listen to that's relevant to their their business, their mindset. Um, if you like it, share it. Please do get on LinkedIn. Pass it on to your friends via email, text, or WhatsApp. Um, because together, we're going to get through this as an industry. We'll be stronger if we support each other. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow with more uh, insights from people around the world. In the meantime, stay safe, and I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online and we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now we're managing the marketing for so that involves strategy content creation distribution systems process and leads generated having been recruiters and marketeers we can not only build your brand but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing there's a clear roi that leads to sales activity but we also understand recruitment businesses that small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters, and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020, 
and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support, you build your marketing as a, as a supplier that acts as part of your team or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much and we will see you again soon.